there have been times where I have felt amazing and my sleep is great. My hunger is great. My cravings are in check. My energy is good. Libido is high. I feel fantastic. And I go and I look at my antibodies and they're high. So symptomatically, we always want to look at that. Let's not just let the data guide us. Let's use it as a piece of the puzzle. But let's also look at symptomatically, how are we feeling overall? Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. We are diving into a Q&A today. I love getting your questions and I get lots of them. You often send them to me over on Instagram and I compile them and save them in my notes folder. And then I go back and pull up all all sorts of questions. And there's just lots to dive into. So we're going through two questions today. A question I've been getting recently a lot is about thyroid health. And where do you start when it comes to healing your thyroid? That's the first question we're going to dive into. The second question is a controversial one. And this is about raw milk and the consumption of dairy. And many of you have seen me share over on my Insta stories that I've been drinking more raw milk. So I've gotten lots of questions around that. So we're going to dive into that today. And should you be eating dairy and what are the benefits and, you know, things to think about? So that's the second question of the day. So first, let's dive into thyroid health. Where do you really start when it comes to healing? I think so many of you are confused. And I really do hope that this podcast has helped to provide you some clarity and support. I think that a lot of the questions that I've actually gotten about thyroid health have been from a lot of people who follow me on Instagram, but you actually haven't tuned into the podcast. So I hope you are here now and you're tuning in and this will give you some direction and some clarity. I get how confusing this can be to really navigate when it comes to thyroid health because there's so much information, there's so much conflicting information, especially when you go to your doctor, your doctor is telling you one thing, but then you have nutritionists and functional medical practitioners and naturopaths saying different things. And so it's just like, where the heck do you start, right? So these are my recommendations when it comes to healing the thyroid and where you should start. Number one, get proper testing. This is really, really important. You want to get a full thyroid panel. We have spoken about this before on the podcast. And what that looks like is testing your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, your reverse T3, as well as your antibodies, your anti-TPO and your anti-TG. The reason you want to test those antibodies is because if you are dealing with low thyroid function, so hypothyroidism, about 95% of women that are diagnosed with low thyroid function, it's typically because of autoimmune Hashimoto's. And so we want to rule that out. And if those antibodies are high, that can really paint an autoimmune picture for us. And why we want to look at this is because not only are we dealing with a thyroid issue, but we're also dealing with a gut immune issue. 
So this is why we want to test those antibodies. And then if you are dealing with more of a autoimmune issue, then it's the gut and the immune system that needs the support, not just the thyroid. I think this is where a lot of women get confused and go wrong is that even if they do have autoimmune Hashimoto's, what they do is just take things to support the thyroid, but you're actually missing the entire autoimmune picture. And so that's also the thing that really needs to be taken into account. So get the proper testing. Most doctors are only testing TSH, which is not giving us a clear picture of what's going on with our thyroid hormones. There's so many different hormones involved. The TSH is something that is, it's fluctuating. It's going to fluctuate a lot. Same with your antibodies. They will fluctuate a lot. So this is why I always get tested fairly regularly, anywhere from, you know, four to six months, every four to six months, because it gives me such a, just such insight into how things fluctuate, let alone if I test my TSH today and I went back like next week and tested it, you would just get different numbers. And it's the same thing with your antibodies. So we want to use this as data because it can help us. But at the same time, we don't want to be so consumed by it or let it paralyze us or think that something is so wrong with us. So again, keep that in mind when you are looking at your labs because they're providing with data and insight, but this doesn't mean like you can't change those numbers. And sometimes even when you are doing all of the things right, those numbers could still be high. They may not even budge. So that doesn't mean you should stop what you're doing. It can just sometimes be the reaction that your body is going through and, and, and the, the process that your body is going through. Like I know that there have been times where I have felt amazing and my sleep is great. My hunger is great. My cravings are in check. My energy is good. Libido is high. Like all of the things, I feel fantastic. And I go and I look at my antibodies and they're high. So symptomatically, we always want to look at that. That is always something that we want to be conscious of is let's not just let the data guide us. Let's use it as a piece of the puzzle, but let's also look at symptomatically, how are we feeling overall? And if you are feeling pretty damn good and everything is looking really great and in check, awesome. You know, let's, let's use that. Um, as our guide. Okay. So getting the right testing, that's number one, so that you can really gauge and see where some of these numbers are at. But it's not just the testing itself. It's also having it properly interpreted. This is really, really important. You want to be able to have somebody who can properly interpret this for you because it can be confusing. And just your doctor looking at these numbers is going to be very different than how I see them or, you know, a naturopath sees them. Like we're going to look at it in such a deeper and different way. Your doctor is just going to see the ranges that you're in and tell you whether you're within range or not. And that's kind of it. And then won't really expand or explain beyond that. Now, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, my doctor won't even test anything outside of my TSH, you need to find another doctor or you need to pay for it out of pocket. It is that important to get the right information Let's become empowered and really take charge of our health. And in order to do that, we're going to have to step up a little bit and either find the right people to be on our team to support us to do that, or we are going to have to pay for it out of pocket and so that we can get the right answers. So I don't go through my medical doctor. I pay for it out of pocket because it's always just like pulling teeth to do it. 
So if you have a great medical doctor that doesn't question and is very uh, like about empowering you and, and honoring your requests, amazing. That's a great medical doctor to have. Keep that person close. Let's quickly chat about lion's mane. This medicinal mushroom is fantastic for the health of your brain. I like using the product Focus from Aversio Wellness. Adding focus to your daily regimen is like taking your brain to the gym. Lion's Mane Extract stimulates nerve growth factor and it supports mental agility and addresses inflammation that can help you experience improved memory, concentration, and productivity. I'm a really big fan of this product. You can take it in capsule form. Sometimes I like to open the capsules and add it into a smoothie or my coffee or an elixir that I'm making. The products from Aversio, they are all sustainably packaged. They contain the whole fruiting body mushroom extract, which means you are going to get a very therapeutic dose of medicinal mushrooms. They are all organic, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free. Head on over to aversiowellness.com Use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout for 15% off. Check out the product Focus and check out all their other medicinal mushroom blends. Okay, so that's kind of the first step. Get that data, do the right testing, have the right interpretations. And why the interpretations matter is because that's what's really going to help guide these next steps in terms of nutrition and lifestyle and supplements. So you know, if your antibodies, for example, are really, really high, well, then you, like I said earlier, will probably need to look at not just thyroid support, but an overall autoimmune support. So do we need to dive into maybe some deeper gut testing so we can see if there's any infections or issues there? What's going on in the immune system and what can we do to help modulate the immune system? Do we want to support? By supporting the gut, we're really supporting the immune system. They kind of go hand in hand. So we want to really get some support around that specifically from an autoimmune standpoint. And then we also want to be looking at nutritionally, you know, what can we be doing to optimize the gut and the thyroid? And episode 189 is where I dove into basically healing foods that you need for your thyroid. So I highly recommend that you tune into that. Again, that was episode 189. I dove into the seven healing nutrients for your thyroid. And I talked about a food first approach. So that would be a really fantastic episode to dive into if you feel a little bit lost and confused when it comes to the nutrition piece. Ultimately, we want to be eating a whole foods diet, okay? We really want to be eating real whole foods and eliminating a lot of the inflammatory foods, getting the gluten out, minimizing our sugar, getting the seed oils out there and the vegetable oils. Right? We want to focus on good quality animal products, vegetables, fruits, and getting in some leafy greens, having variety. Um, the next question I'm diving into is raw dairy. And so, yes, I think having a little bit of raw dairy can definitely be beneficial because it's so loaded with a lot of micronutrients and macronutrients. And it's going to provide you with a lot of vitamins and minerals as well. So we want a lot of that mineral density and where we're going to get that is from animal products. So if you can do organ meats and grass-fed meats and some raw dairy or even just organic grass-fed dairy, this is actually going to provide you with a lot of nutrition, even seafood, that's going to be really mineral dense as well. So that mineral density is so important because it helps 
with a lot of the thyroid conversions, converting that T4 to that T3. And we really need that in order for optimal thyroid function. So dive into that episode 189 so you can really get a food first approach. And that will really help to provide you some clarity around that. But from there, we also want to look at lifestyle. And this is really where adrenal health comes in because the adrenals and the thyroid are so interconnected. If you have issues going on with your thyroid, it most definitely means you have issues going on with your adrenals and there's some stressors that are going on, perhaps some burnout and that your adrenals need some support and some love and some, and some care. So this could be things like more sleep, more rest, more downtime. Maybe the type of exercise you're doing is too stimulating and you need to do things that are more parasympathetic to support your nervous system. Maybe this means some meditation, some daily walking. It's really important to get these lifestyle factors in place because the more you can support rest and sleep and and really support your nervous system, the better your thyroid is going to function. So they really go hand in hand, okay? So just to recap there, get the proper testing, work with the right practitioner who can really interpret these tests and these labs for you. And then from there, this person, this practitioner can really help to guide you with more of a strategic protocol. And that protocol could differ because if it's an autoimmune picture, that could look like one thing. If it's just a thyroid picture, that could look like one thing. And then also thinking about the stress component and really addressing adrenal health and just overall stress that's going on in your life, focusing on minimizing stress and maximizing rest in your life. And then also from a nutrition standpoint, really focusing on mineral density and nourishment from real whole food sources, minimizing the gluten, the sugar, the vegetable, and the seed oils. So those are some really great places to start when it comes to healing your thyroid. And I'm going to throw in here that going on medication doesn't heal the thyroid. Taking Synthroid or Levothyroxine doesn't heal your thyroid. It doesn't heal your autoimmunity. It is going to perhaps initially provide you some support, but over time, it's not going to be what actually brings about true healing in your body. You're not deficient in Synthroid, and that's why you have low thyroid function. You are deficient in minerals, and there's perhaps some conversion issues, gut issues, bacterial issues, immune issues, stress issues going on, and it's those things that led to low thyroid function. So you have to get to the bottom, to the root causes. There's never just one. You have to get to the root causes of why your thyroid function is essentially bottoming out in the first place. And that's going to be numerous things. So you do want to work on numerous things. It's not just popping one pill and, you know, one and done and that's it. It really is so much bigger than that. And you truly owe it to yourself to dive in and explore this and learn this so that you could really heal. Because what happens is over time of not addressing these things down the road starts to lead to more complications more issues, more inflammation, more hormonal imbalances, infertility, more autoimmunity, 
And we want to make sure that we are preventing this and being as proactive as possible. So this is why you really want to look at all these underlying root causes. And again, it's never just one thing. Okay, ladies, let's chat about beef liver. I know that might sound not so exciting and a little bit gross to some people. I totally get it. But a few weeks ago, I recorded an episode all about healing the thyroid using a food first approach. And one of the foods that I talked about was beef liver. And I got a lot of questions about supplementing with beef liver and which product I actually use. I am currently using the beef liver from Perfect Supplements. So their perfect desiccated liver is obtained solely from healthy grass-fed cows. And they truly believe that liver is a superfood, as do I. But really, in order for it to be beneficial, the liver must come from happy and healthy cows. And the cows that make up the perfect desiccated liver graze exclusively on rapidly growing grass that sprouts from rich Argentinian soil. The perfect cows are untouched by hormones and antibiotics, and they never come in contact with chemical fertilizers or pesticides or any other chemical contaminants. So the perfect desiccated liver is really one of the healthiest liver supplements that you can find. I'm a really big fan of them. A lot of people believe that liver stores toxins when in fact the liver filters toxins and stores vitamins and minerals. Because of its function, liver is one of the most nutrient-dense superfoods in existence. It's going to help boost energy, support your immune system, boost metabolism, improve digestion, maintain healthy blood sugar levels, and it is going to support cardiovascular health as well as healthy cholesterol. Yes, it does a lot of things. And more importantly, it is going to provide you with a ton of mineral-rich nutrition. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com. You can use the coupon code wellnesswitch and that will save you 10% off your entire order site-wide. They have a ton of fantastic products and recently I've been ordering quite a bit from them and I absolutely love their quality. So again, perfectsupplements.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch and save 10% off. Let's dive into question number two, which is, let me pull this up here. I've been hearing a lot about the benefits of raw dairy. I've been seeing you drink this while watching you on your Insta stories. Can you expand on this? Should we really be drinking dairy? Okay, so this is a great question. It's also a really controversial topic. And listen, I've always said this on the podcast, like take from here what works for you and you can leave the rest. And if you don't agree, that's totally okay. We don't have to agree on this topic. And for me, this is something that I have been exploring lately because as you know, I get older and wiser, I, I start to question more things. And one of the things I've been really questioning lately is like, why are we consuming these plant milks? Like what has been the thing that has just led us to being so fearful around dairy and drinking raw milk? I mean, humans have been drinking raw milk for thousands and thousands of years. What has led us astray? Why have we gotten so fearful of this? And why are we consuming these plant milks and nut milks and seed milks that have sugar and all the protein and the fats are removed and there's all these gums and fillers and binders? And listen, don't get me wrong. I love going to a local coffee shop and getting a coconut milk latte or or a oat milk latte. Absolutely, they are delicious, but they're not nutritious. 
they're really not. And we have just gotten so far away from like real ancestral eating and real food. And I think I, I think back to when I was brand new in this space, in this health and wellness space, and I was, you know, helping people with their meal plans and recipes and things like that. You know, one of the biggest arguments against milk was that, well, it's gross. Like you're a human being, you know, you're the only mammal that's drinking another mammal's fluids and liquids and milk. Like that's kind of gross, right? Like, why would you do that? That's so unnatural. But again, dairy consumption has been a human practice for like thousands and thousands of years, like over 8,000 years. And so it is packed with so many nutrients. It really is a nutrient dense food. And so because it's been this practice for so, so many years, like, again, why did we get so far away from this? You know, another argument, something that I used to say to clients back in the day was, well, it contains hormones and there's antibiotics in there. And like, you know, why would you drink this? It's just going to mess with your hormones. But when we think about hormones overall, like there are so many plant foods that have phytoestrogens that mimic hormones in our own body. Some that can be very beneficial, but some that can be very harmful to us as well. And so our bodies are producing, you know, just so many hormones, amounts of hormones in a day that it's not going to come close to what is in one glass of milk, right? So um, that's also something to think about. And then another argument against it is, you know, the inflammatory piece, right? It's very inflammatory. And I think often this is said because of the saturated fat content, but we know now that saturated fat is really healthy for us. And that saturated fat is what actually helps us absorb these fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And there's so much research showing the benefits of saturated fat for our health and how it can actually be very anti-inflammatory. And um, it's way more of a stable fat than polyunsaturated fatty acids as well. So I think those are a lot of the arguments we see and hear against dairy. And I think they're really not true, (laughs) like really, you know? And so if we really want to break them down and really try and understand this, and there are so many benefits, nutritional benefits to milk. So it really has this amazing macro and micronutrient profile. It has a really amazing balance of protein, fat, and carbs, where something like almond milk, oat milk, coconut milk, the proteins are removed, the fat is removed, sugar is added. It's really not a complete food. And when we're drinking raw milk, it's actually contains all those great macros, which is beneficial for supporting your blood sugar. And it contains vitamins A, B2, B12, vitamin K, vitamin D, and it's so mineral rich. Magnesium, calcium, selenium, iron, potassium, it really is amazing in terms of mineral density. Now, not all milk is created equally. I think when we think about raw milk in general, or just when we think about dairy in general, I think a lot of us think about cows that are on these 
you know, in these living conditions that are very filthy and, you know, they're in a yard that's covered with manure and they're not cared for and there can be a lot of diseases. Well, that milk is intended for pasteurization. When we're talking about raw milk that's intended for human consumption, it is very different than that picture that you're thinking of. These cows are happily grazing on lush pastures. They're grass-fed. They're very clean. They're very healthy. The milk is bottled on farm and the milk bottling process is like very clean. It's very neat. Like it's, there's a, there's a process here. You know, there are standards to follow. So my, a friend of ours has this great connection with a farmer locally who produces raw milk. And so he's just kind of been adding our order onto his order and then basically bringing us over this like massive, like eight or nine liter jug of raw milk. And then I take that and I break it up into smaller mason jars and then I freeze it and then I just use it as I need it. So I, you know, defrost like a liter at a time roughly. And there's this awesome, just like cream that settles on top that is so delicious. And so when I started drinking it, I started slow, you know, just with like a quarter cup and I would just drink it straight. And all these years of having fear around it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have all these digestive issues. I'm going to break out, but I'm really open to experimenting with this because I see the mineral density. I trust the farmer. This is local. This is, um, you know, there's been standards here and I really trust that this is what my ancestors did. And so I'm going to honor that. And so I didn't have any of those problems. My skin did not break out. I didn't have digestive issues. Like none of that happened. Okay. Like none of it. I felt totally fine. And now it really has become a part of my, of not necessarily every day, but it's really become a part of my diet overall. And so I I now have anywhere from like a quarter cup to maybe a cup every now and again, you know, sometimes sometimes it's daily and I will put it into my coffee or I might add it into a smoothie or I'll just drink it as is. Now, dairy doesn't just come from cow's milk, right? Goats and sheep do produce dairy. I love a really good goat or sheep cheese and I always tend to keep that on hand and throw that into salads. But the difference is that cow's milk is considered an A1 dairy because it contains A1 casein and A2 casein, and that, that's a protein, whereas goat, goat's milk or sheep's milk is actually considered A2 dairy because it only contains the A2 casein, okay? So there are some cow breeds that do produce the A2 dairy. Um, but both versions, they do contain lactose. That's important. And the, the difference can be that the A1 casein, the A1 protein can sometimes be a bit inflammatory. And if you are experiencing digestive reactions after consuming cow's milk, it might actually be worth experimenting with an A2 milk instead. So trying a goat or sheep's milk and because it only contains that A2 casein and it is um, actually, I've been noticing now when I go to the grocery store, there are A2 milks. Like I've been seeing them because again, there are cow breeds that do have the A2 um, casein, but then of course goat and sheep do produce it. So 
I've been seeing it now. When you go to the store, you will actually see it. And it says A2. So give that a try because if you're sensitive to the A1 protein, you may actually better tolerate the A2 and you're still going to get great, a great source of macronutrients and micronutrients. And that could be something that's, that's really beneficial for you. So when it comes to milk alternatives, like I said earlier, yes, you know, I'm all for going to the, you know, local coffee shop and getting my oat milk latte or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I, I've been really just starting to think about like how unnatural it really is and how far away we've gotten from just this natural way of being and eating. And so if I had to choose a milk alternative, the one that I will often use, and now I use it a lot less because I've just been consuming raw milk, I would go with coconut milk. And the reason that is, is because at least you get some of the saturated fat in there naturally and you get some of those MCTs, the medium chain triglycerides, which are both really beneficial for hormone health and metabolic health. And you also get some really great potassium in there, which is great for thyroid health too. So that's what I would go for. Now, keep in mind, it is very little protein, same with almond milk and same with all these other milks, um, very little protein. And sometimes there's a lot of sugars added and a lot of you know questionable ingredients in there. So I would, you know, just be conscious of that, trying to find like the cleanest sources possible, which is why I have been um, making a lot of my own milks at home. Like if I want, if I run out of raw milk, I will just make my own coconut milk um, or like my own almond milk because it's literally just like water and almonds and a little bit of sea salt and vanilla extract. Like it's super simple. Um, So I've just been making a lot of it on my own lately. So that is my case for dairy. And it's just personally what I have been experimenting with and some of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of why we've gotten so far away from this. You know, why are we consuming all these plant milks? You know, why are we questioning a food that's been consumed for thousands of years? And I think that if you can get a really good quality source, then, you know, go for it. The other thing I will add here, too, is that I also lately have been consuming some low fat yogurt. And I I do love like coconut yogurt, like um, and you can simply make it at home as well with like some coconut cream and add in a probiotic culture in there. And, you know, I haven't done that in a while, but you could technically make your own. Um, and there are some great brands out there. Again, some of them do have some questionable ingredients. So I've just been really craving the like thick, creamy, natural yogurt. And so I've been bringing a little bit more of that back into my diet lately. And I don't know if I'm saying this brand right, but it's it's Skyr, S-K-Y-R. I think that's how you spell it. And um, I'm all for fat. Don't get me wrong. Saturated fat is amazing. But let's keep in mind, saturated fat is also very caloric dense. And not that I'm all about like, oh my God, the scale and my weight, like no. But at the end of the day, yes, I am trying to be conscious too, right? I want to feel a certain way in my body as I'm sure we all do. And I don't want to be overdoing it on saturated fats. I eat enough of them. So when it came to the yogurt, I went with an organic grass-fed one that's like 20 grams of protein. It's so creamy. It's so delicious. 
And sometimes I will have that and kind of just, just like eat it with a little bit of fruit or something before my workout in the morning or sometimes after or add it into a shake. And again, I've just been choosing that because it has a lower fat content. It's organic. It has 20 grams of protein, which is great. It helps me get in um, protein because I it's so essential as we age and for our hormonal health and our metabolic health. And um, again, just being conscious of that saturated fat intake because it's very easy for me to overdo it on fats because, well, it's so delicious and so good. Uh, but again, keep in mind that it's very calorie dense. And I do also find that if I overdo it on saturated fat, it can impact my bowels. So I do have to be conscious of that a little bit. So that is our Q&A for the day. I really hope that it helps to provide you some clarity, maybe some insight, maybe something for you to explore for yourself. Um, if you're being maybe really hard on yourself about certain foods, maybe it's time to explore something. And that's really what it was for me. I just think that we should be questioning and we should be exploring. And just because so-and-so over here says you should do this doesn't mean that that has to be the case. And just because I said today that I've been exploring and eating raw milk and I think and drinking it and think it's a great food, maybe that doesn't resonate with you. And that is totally okay. But at the end of the day, I think it's just important to be open to these conversations, these different ways of thinking and ultimately tuning in and doing the thing that works for you. So thank you so, so much for being with me today. If there are other questions you would love for me to explore on a future Q and on a future Q and a episode, just let me know. You can connect with me over on Instagram at holistic wellness foodie, send me your questions there and I can always dive in in a future episode. Thank you so much for being with me today. Have an awesome day, everyone. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.